Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host. We also have co-hosts Dr. Tim Hayes and Michelle Pichet. We will share with you the wisdom of the first century Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. We offer tools and support five days a week. We will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love in Aramaic, Brachma. Michael is the author of the book, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information about the forgiveness process, please visit www.whyagain.org. And now, welcome to the show, Mind Shifters Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio. I'm Tim Hayes. I'm your host for the first hour. And as always, we're grateful to everyone who's joining us here today on Blog Talk Radio for Mind Shifters Radio on Wednesday, January 3rd, 2023. As always, we're grateful to everyone who's joining us here today, whether you're listening live or through the archives, as we spend another couple of hours teaching and supporting people in using some of the most powerful, effective, efficient, and accessible tools I've ever encountered. These tools are available absolutely free through the tireless efforts of Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice on the website at whyagain.org. If you go to that website and click on the two words that they start here in the upper left-hand corner, it will let you go to a page where you can download and read Chapter 24 of Dr. Michael Rice's book, His book is titled, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? And that chapter of the book contains a narrative description and explanation of the primary tool in this work. That tool is called the Reality Management Worksheet, sometimes called the Reality Management Wake-Up Sheet. And it's a tool I've been using to great effect for over 19 years now to improve the quality of my life and most of my relationships and to turn any negative emotional experience I have into part of the infallible guidance system that each and every one of us has been given. You can also download the actual worksheet process itself. It's a simple PDF file. Click the link, download it, print it off, copy it as often as you'd like, and use it over and over again absolutely free. You can also go to your app store and type in the three words, Heartland Aramaic Forgiveness. And if you choose to do that, before you're done typing the word forgiveness, you'll see the glowing heart icon you tap on that, it will let you download a completely free and private app, which contains the Reality Management Worksheet. It contains an abbreviated version of that worksheet process, and it contains a copy of the Dragon Klingon game, which is a wonderful way to introduce these tools to even younger audiences. We hope people do all of that soon and often, primarily because it tends to improve the quality of people's lives the more they actively apply these tools in their lives. And secondarily, because it tends to prompt comments, questions, answers, and testimonials. If you indeed have any of those to share with us, you can email genie at J-E-A-N-I-E at whyagain.org. That's W-H-Y-A-G-A-I-N.org. Or you can email me at T-J-H at mindshifters-academy.org. And if we get a comment or a question from you 
through an email. We will address it on the Internet show. And then as time allows, we'll send you a notification about what day and time that occurred so that you can listen back to the archives for your input or feedback. And we greatly appreciate whenever anybody does any of those things because it makes it far easier for us to live into our intention with this work. The intention we have with this work is to be a service, and that's just a whole lot easier to do when we know how things are landing for you. So... We have been on hiatus for various reasons, including the holiday between Christmas and New Year's. And we got back yesterday um, and just had discussion. When we left off um, before the holiday, before all of the technical difficulties with um, Blog Talk Radio, I had... um, I'd been reading from the Way of Mastery, and when the technical difficulties began, I went ahead and did a a, a session, a show, if you will, on Zoom, and um, just as an option, we were exploring ways to continue this work if Blog Talk Radio was going to continue to fail. And that, in that show or hour, I read and finished reading, uh, I believe I finished reading, uh, Lesson 4 in the Way of Mastery, which we had begun with commentary. So that's available on the MindShiftersAcademy.org website. And that goes back into December somewhere. I'm not sure exactly how what the date was but um, I'm open to comments and questions about or comments about where we should go next should we um, get back to reading The Way of Mastery, or do we have other comments and questions? That was all the way back on December 8th that uh, Blog Talk wasn't, oh, no, I guess not. That was the, uh, hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that was 12-19, December 19th. When the lesson was completed, lesson four was completed in a Zoom call. So, comments are welcome. We um, we have plenty of things to talk about. We had a support group last night, and we have support groups most Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we were offering that to people free. If you know anybody that wants to join us from 6.30 to 9 p.m. on a Tuesday or Thursday, all the information they would need to join us through Zoom is available at mindshiftersacademy.org. And we greatly appreciate whenever anybody spreads the word about that because it's a great resource. And the more energy we have and the more community we have, the more healing occurs or integration of the material occurs. And... 
think I'm. I think the last time we were able to have a show, I began reading Lesson Five from the Way of Mastery, and that's where I'll go today, unless somebody has a comment or a question. And we will keep you posted as Jeannie continues her exhaustive research on whether or not we're going to transition over to Podbean, which is a backup or it may become the primary way that this Internet show is disseminated. And you can reach out to Jeannie at J-E-A-N-I-E at whyagain.org. If you have questions about that, she's already sent out one email about that process. If you haven't received that email and would like to, just email Jeannie at J-E-A-N-I-E at whyagain.org. And she'll put you on the list, and every time there's an update or information about changes, whether they're technical or otherwise, um, Jeannie is our central hub for info on that matter. So when I was reading from Lesson 5, I read the first segment, which is just an introduction. And it's been so long that I'm going to refresh our memories by just talking about what they're they're inviting us into in the way of mastery is to coming into stillness to commit to the way of the heart and then the question arises wait a minute is it worth it because you're talking about something that's incomprehensible to the world and won't even be comprehensible to me. I'll be living from mystery to mystery to mystery and I'm going to be going into places I can't even imagine. Is it worth it? And the answer comes back immediately, yes. Because it cultivates, culminates in the recognition that you do not live at all. Life is living you. One of the characteristics of that development and that realization is this development of the witness, to step back and watch the chattering of your own mind. Some teachings call it the monkey mind. Guy Finley calls it a mechanical level of mind. Michael calls it a carbon-based memory, the nine-bit mind. The way of mastery calls it the intellect which has been shoved full of garbage like a garbage can. And when you continue to step back and watch your own thoughts and you use recognition of things like one of the bottom line observations says, if I have a negative thought going in my mind or a negative emotion active in my mind, I can instantly know three things. It's a lie or it's based in a falsehood. It's an old tape playing. It's not about my present moment life. And if I think, speak, or act from it, sit and think or speak or act from it, I'm just going to make my life situation worse, not better. So this way of the heart 
is not the way of the intellect. It's a way of stepping back and watching the rat race of the of your own mind and your own thoughts and be vigilant about watching it and notice that every negativity that arises in my mind is from an error in thought. And I will practice that and practice it with diligence and commitment and I'll start to develop a quality of consciousness in which I seem to be witnessing everything that arises and flows through me and around me, but I'll be witnessing it from a place of utter stillness. Earlier in Lesson 3, they said, listen, any kind of reactivity indicates a need for me to dismantle my negative perceptions and my negative thoughts and my judgments. And so... I'm, I'm going to be working in this process in the way of the heart towards being able to observe everything that flows, both in my mind and in the world around me, from a place of utter stillness. And then it goes on to say, but don't panic. Stillness does not mean non-activity. It does mean non-attachment to activity whether that activity be the arising and falling away of cancer in the body or the arising and falling away of a relationship or even the rising and falling away of an entire solar system. So the more you practice this, the more you step back into the stillness, the more you understand that every judgment, good, bad, or otherwise, pulls you out of the flow of life and is a contraction against life and love and the energy of creation expanding, then there arises in you a way of being in the world that is not of the world. You will feel no restlessness. You will not feel a need to direct your journey. No questions will arise. You will be at peace. And in that peace the breath of the Creator will move through you. You will become as the wind, knowing not where you came from or where you're going. You will abide in perfect trust and perfect rest. The world may not know you, but the Creator will know you and you will know your Creator. In the way of the heart, the most primary and fundamental perception that seems to fuel ordinary human consciousness will have been fully finally transcended that perception is the idea of a separate maker and a doer and that that idea that there's something separate just gets dissolved and once again you'll understand the depth and profound nature of the simple terms of this statement of myself i do nothing but the creator through me does all things as I say that, I remember in one of Guy Finley's talks, he gave a definition for wisdom. Wisdom is the gradual erosion of any sense that you are separate from anyone or anything in your life. And this book, The Way of Mastery, says when you 
question every judgment, when you dismantle every negative perception, you realize that the self you are is merely a conduit for the creative energy expressing in form. A conduit through which mystery lives itself, through which love pours forth. And you'll realize that there's nothing to be gained or lost in this world. You will recognize that you literally have nowhere to go and nothing to achieve. You will become empty and spacious. And yet, while the body lasts, paradoxically, you'll look like everybody else. You'll sound like everybody else, except that you know your utterances will have the ring of truth, but many people won't recognize it. But while your body lasts, you'll arise in the morning and brush your teeth. When you get hungry, you'll feed the body. You'll laugh with your friends. You'll yawn when the body's tired. And yet, you'll be in that place of utter stillness watching all of this happen. And you will be alert and aware, waiting for the wind of capital S Spirit. And you will not do anything until Spirit moves you to do it. You won't know how Spirit's going to move through you, and you won't care. Because you see, there's no maker or doer or director, it won't matter to you. That is what it means to live as the wind, for the wind does not concern itself with where it's been or where it's going. It is moved by some mysterious source that cannot be located at all. And yet it blows, and as it blows, its effects are experienced. Imagine then a life in which all that you do is not for yourself. Imagine a way of life in which what you do is not for anyone else. Imagine a way of life in which creativity flows forth from a source that is so deep within you and around you that no language or dogma can contain it. A force and a source that knows how to express itself through you in such a way that it is constantly and only serving the awakening of all creation to the fact that there is no separation and the truth of the Creator's presence. This was a theme in the talk by Guy Finley that we listened to last night. The idea from one of Guy Finley's previous talks was there is an unseen cosmic curriculum. It's there. It's for everyone. And the only purpose of the curriculum is to educate the soul to the existence of the intelligence that created the curriculum. The only purpose of this teaching is to help each of us awaken to the fact that we are part of creation itself, that we have never been separated from our brothers and sisters, from our creator, etc. So the, 
the way of mastery then goes on and says, the way of the heart does indeed unfold along a certain pathway. And in this lesson, we will address the stages of that pathway in a general sense. And then we'll speak of the most important characteristic to be cultivated along that path. Now, it's worth noting here, if you're getting into this, if you're you're listening, whether you're new or you've only been going through this way of mastery four or five times already, this lesson, lesson five, presents these five keys to the kingdom. Desire, intention, allowance, surrender, and humility. And I probably didn't even begin to understand or or have it locked into my brain so that I could have any sense of awareness or understanding of what's the difference between desire and and intention or the difference between intention and allowance or the difference between allowance and surrender i it, it was many multiples of reading rereading meditating on this work before i felt like oh wait i think i get it so just keep that in mind as you're listening and do what you can to watch the thoughts that you have. We've been called already in the first four lessons to be committed to being vigilant about watching what's going on inside us, in our own thoughts. And we've been invited to be vigilant and committed to interrupt that process every time we feel a tightness or a tension or a judgment or any kind of negativity and apply the process of dismantling, shebagging, canceling, forgiving that negative thought process and the perceptions that it gives rise to. So watch that as you're listening to this, this lesson as well. The first key in the five keys to the kingdom is desire. Lesson four was all about desire. An entire lesson just to try to help us understand a new, wide-open description of, understanding of, definition for the word desire. And the way I wrapped that up for the group one time when we were having quite a bit of turmoil over this was I say, listen, if the word desire creates disruption for you, a lot of emotional baggage, then every time you hear it in reference to this work, substitute the phrase, quote, the energy of creation that wants to express uniquely through me in this moment, close quotes. That's my best summation of what they mean when they use the word desire in the way of mastery. So then this section reads, First, desire is everything. Without it, nothing can arise. So think about it this way. Desire is this impulse of the creative life. Desire is what makes an acorn 
burst its seams as a sprout cracks its shell and as it germinates and sprouts desire is the force that that allows that to happen otherwise the acorn would just remain an acorn if the energy of creation wasn't trying to express uniquely through that acorn in a certain way to grow and become an oak tree like no other oak tree ever if that wasn't there if that energy wasn't there the acorn would remain an acorn so that's what they're referring to as the energy of desire without it nothing can arise back to the text therefore what you desire is of utmost importance so here's the invitation desire then to be in perfect union with your creator to align your thoughts to this energy of creation that wants to express uniquely through you moment to moment desire then to be Christ incarnate desire then to be all that your creator has created you to be even if you have no idea what that might be so there's the invitation desire to be in alignment with what the creative force itself, what the one mind, the creator, God, light, love, whatever you want to call it, wants to express through you. The text goes on and says, For when you hold desire within your beingness, and you've mastered the energy of desire, again, they want to warn us here, again, mastery does not mean control. In this work, mastery means always returning to being a student asking to be taught by this force that's greater than life itself that is the force of life itself so mastery does not mean control it means surrendering and allowing and asking to be taught by something so by grounding it always in the desire to be as you're created to be then indeed all your life and all of the subsequent and subsidiary desires that will come to serve you will serve that grand desire when you come into that state of being nothing shall be impossible to you why because you're not the one doing it you are merely a piece of thread in a very cosmic tapestry you're being woven by the creator of all creation who alone knows how to weave the tapestry of a new age a new paradigm of a healing of this plane and of humanity so the first stage is the stage of desire only by feeling desire and not suppressing it and that's key feeling it and being the open conduit for it allowing it to flow through you without judgment without your old emotional baggage only by then can you truly begin to move toward the stage of mastery in which the energy of desire always serves that higher will which is the will of the creator for you and for creation as we've said to you before when your will is in alignment with the will of the creator you will discover the creator's will for you 
is that you be genuinely happy through and through, content, fulfilled, at peace, empowered, capable, and responsible. As I say that, I flash on Dr. Michael Rice has a lecture where he says, you know, if I took a cell, imagine I could take a cell out of my eye and put it on this podium that I'm speaking from, and it would still be functioning, it would still be alive, but would it ever be fulfilled? No, because a cell from my eye, its purpose is to function as, a, as an eye, as a part of the whole, as this antenna that allows light to be received and processed in a certain way. And the only way we can be fulfilled is to be in alignment with the energy of the one mind, of the creation itself. And when we align with that, what we're going to discover is that's where our true genuine happiness, our true contentment, our true fulfillment can come from. The text goes on and says, now the second key of the five keys to the kingdom is intention. And the text reads, desire in time is cultivated through intention. For you have used time to teach yourself how to be distracted, distracted by all of the thoughts and perceptions that make up this cosmic soup that you call your world. All of you have known the frustration of having a desire, and then as soon as you walk out the door, a friend pulls up and says, hey, let's go to the beach. And you never make it to that class you intended to go to, even though your desire was to get the degree. You've cultivated the art of being seduced by distraction. And if you're alive now in 2024... Anywhere in any of the Western worlds, you're living in a culture that has been designed, its economy, its social structure has been designed to, to thoroughly trap you in distractions. Whether they're electronic in nature or whether they're physical material possessions in nature, this culture has been designed to distract you and specifically designed to focus on the physical, what appears to be solid physical matter, almost to the exclusion of anything beyond focus on the physical material realm. Through my life as I've grown up over the last nearly seven decades, I've been through periods of time where my friends, my cohorts, even at those in higher education, scoff at any sense, any talk about religion or spirituality or anything that's ephemeral or ethereal. Just laugh at it. Just literally ridicule people who have any kind of interest in something that can't be measured with their physical scientific instruments. And I would say they're gross, they're heavy physical scientific instruments. So we're living in a culture that has helped us, encouraged us, rewarded us 
to cultivate the art of being seduced by distraction. So the text goes on and says, therefore it's necessary to utilize time to cultivate intention. For without intention, desire cannot become the crystal clear focus, the laser-like focus that can cut through the dross of this world so that a new creation can flow forth through you. Remember, desire is this energy of creation that wants to express uniquely through you in this moment. There's never been a soul like you. There never will be a soul like you in this sense of your uniqueness. In the same sense, oddly in our minds, our conscious logical mind can't make sense of this, that we're all the same and that we're all connected. So, the text goes on and says, intention is not the same as holding a strong egoic or a strong willed commitment to making something happen. Intention is not holding a strong egoic or a willed commitment to making something happen. For the way of the heart recognizes that you have not known how to achieve the fulfillment you seek at the level of the soul for the simple reason that if you did, you would have already accomplished it. Intention does not mean putting your nose to the grindstone and not taking no for an answer. Okay, so if it's not that, what is it? Intention means that you cultivate within your own thought processes the art of remembering what you are truly here for. You are here to remember that you are the thought of love, capital L, love, in form. You are here to remember that you are one with your creator. You are here to remember that what I have called Abba, or Father, though it goes by many names, that is the source of your only reality. You are living in reality only to the degree that that one, the one mind, the Godhead, the creative force itself, lives through you. And that brings to mind this book by Joseph S. Benner, The Impersonal Life. We have read that in past big segments of it in the past in our support groups and I've mentioned it and read some of it on the internet show years ago but in that book he talks about how no actual thought has ever occurred in the human mind until after that human wakes up and realizes that it is being given its process of existence and thought by the one mind so when I awaken to the fact that my very existence is part of the miracle of life 
and that I didn't create myself and I don't know when I was created and what they said earlier in this lesson that life is living me it's not me living a life life is expressing through me once I awaken to that then I have the ability to step back and observe and I can allow actual thought enlightened thought the one mind thought and expressing through me and it won't be happening as much in that conscious logical thought pattern with my language that I've been so trained and conditioned to believe is the only thing that's real but it will be happening in these intuitions and nudges and urges and full-blown knowings that arise and 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 a picture of something in completion that doesn't even have words for it yet that's the true thought that only occurs when we allow living in this reality to the degree that that one mind is living through us so the text goes on and says therefore intention the way we're using the word in the way of the heart means to utilize time each day to focus your attention on the desire to be Christ incarnate so it might take many different forms for me over the past 15 years or so it's taken on um, the form of asking what's mine to do in this situation to be a blessing to myself and others and as often as I can remember to have that thought in the day that's what I bring to the, the fore of my mind and it might be when I'm in the grocery store or it might be when I'm preparing for the bed at night or it might be when I'm in the middle of a session as often as I can have that thought come to mind I pour some attention into it it's it's another way of asking how can I become Christ incarnate how can I let the energy of creation flow through me unimpeded wide open in whatever way it wants to express in this next moment and each of us are going to stumble across or be enlightened into our own ways of doing that and and that that asking to be shown how can I be a blessing to myself and others every moment each moment that I think about it may not resonate with you and that's perfectly okay just open yourself to the idea that you are not living life life is living you you don't know when you were created you don't know how or by who or what you were created you don't know what keeps your heart beating you don't know what keeps your food digesting you don't know what keeps your breath moving when you're not thinking about it surrendering to that and asking to be taught by a force by an intelligence by an energy of creation that can do all of that without any help or input from your conscious nine-bit mind surrendering and asking to be taught that's how you move toward allowing Christ to incarnate through you 
the text goes on and says, intention is that energy or that use of the mind that creates, how does it create? Through consistent practice. It creates the channel through which desire begins to move down and re-educate the emotional body and even the cellular structure of the physical body and it educates all of the lesser avenues of thinking that occur within the intellect. How's that going to happen? I have to have consistent practice of focusing my attention on my intention to be aligned with the creative force and to incarnate Christ. Intention itself is that energy or that use of your mind that creates, through consistent practice, it creates the channel through which desire begins to move down through and re-educate first your emotional body and even the cellular structure of the physical body and then all of the lesser avenues of thinking that occur within the intellect. Lesser avenues. Right In this work, the intellect is supposed to be this very, very simple servant and tool. It was never intended to be our master. In, in this work, we were asking, we're being invited to surrender to our awakened heart, which doesn't even have words that can describe it. It's not a concept we've been trained into. It's a, it's a, a moment-to-moment experience we usher ourselves into how by using the intellect to alert us to everything that's not brand new that's not totally loving in its nature that's not at peace and coming from that stillness so the intellect has a role it's this but it's an alarm system it's not there to figure anything out. It's just there to help me recognize what's old, what I've already been through before, what hasn't worked in the past, etc. what's unloving, what's tight, what's tense, what's contracted. So I can just take a breath and step back and observe it from that perfect stillness place and understand that that's not in alignment with the force of creation, with the force of the creator, with the energy of capital L, love. And as I do, I educate even those lesser avenues of thinking that occur within my intellect. The text goes on and says, so that everything involved in your being is integrated, is working together, and is focused on the fulfillment of that one grand desire to accept your function in this world. What's the function in this world? Your function is healing your sense of separation from the Creator. That's your intended purpose. That's Guy Finley's, the one curriculum, the only purpose of the curriculum, is to educate the soul to the awareness of the intelligence that created the curriculum. So, that's your intention. That's your, that's your purpose. That's your role in the world according to this 
way of the heart that we're being invited into. Your, your function in this world is to heal any sense of separation from your creator. And once you do that, you become that wide-open conduit so your creator, the life force, love itself, can express through you in ways that go way beyond anything your intellect could cook up that might be useful or nice or whatever. So the text goes on and asks a question. How do you apply intention? Well, each day... Just as you've used time to teach yourself to be easily distracted, you need only ask yourself one question. What is it that I most desire? Or what am I doing on this planet? Or what am I committed to? Now, these last two questions are just forms of the one fundamental question, which is, what do I most desire? And as you keep practicing asking that question, the answer will become clearer and clearer. For it is the question that influences, stimulates, and gives birth to the answer. The universe is always answering your questions. And when you ask unclear questions, you get unclear answers. Therefore, become crystal clear with your intention and remind yourself of it daily. Here's a suggestion. Quote, my intention is to use time constructively for the relearning of what it means to abide in the kingdom of heaven and to fulfill my function. My function is healing, and healing requires the presence of Christ, for only Christ can express the capital L love that brings healing into being, close quotes. So this is, again, I'm going to read it again. Here's our invitation. Here's a suggestion about how to become crystal clear with your intention and then remind yourself of it daily. Here's an intention you might choose. My intention is to use time constructively for the relearning of what it means to abide in the kingdom of heaven and to fulfill my function. Relearning means I used to know this. And it's been conditioned out of me, or I've forgotten it. Maybe you believe in reincarnation and karma and things that blur the vision. But currently, even if you just, in this lifetime, most of us recognize that the beauty, the infants, the beauty of most infants is this present moment experience of life and curiosity. And most of us have had that conditioned out of us in rather harsh ways. So we need to relearn what it means to abide in the kingdom of heaven and to fulfill our function. 
So the invitation goes on and says, remember, I want to remember that my function is healing. I want to condition myself to stay aligned with the awareness that my function is healing and that healing requires the presence of the Christ mind. For only the Christ mind can express that love that brings healing into being. Again, I said Christ mind here. I put in the word mind just to clarify. This has nothing to do with a single person named Yeshua or Jesus. Or This has to do with this mind of awareness, of consciousness, of perfect stillness that each and every one of us can get access to, can get conscious access to. It's already there. It's a part of you. You can't be separated from it. The last line in this segment reads, Desire and intention are critical. These stages unfold in the field of time as one matures in the way of the heart. So please be gentle with yourself. Please understand that in the beginning, no matter how fervent your intention might be, or your desire and intention might be, you will probably get distracted. You have been thoroughly trained and conditioned into the art of being distracted. And it's going to take time to unlearn those negative patterns and to introduce and learn and develop into habit the positive patterns. So, that's all I'm going to read from Lesson 5 for today because the next segment is going to go in a different, slightly different direction and it needs some time to be integrated, breathed into, and allowed. So our call-in number is 563-999-3581. Blog Talk Radio does seem to be working. We've got seven callers on the board we have no idea if anyone is able to access us through the computer but we're open for comment or question either through the chat room or live voice to voice 563-999-3581 call that number press 1 and we can have a conversation. How's this landing for you? What's on your mind since we haven't been able to talk voice to voice for quite a while? And again, as always, any topic is open for discussion or comment. It's not simply do you have a comment about the way of mastery lesson five, but we are fast approaching the end of our 13th year. So we've been doing this for 13 years now. And I will gladly entertain comments or questions about any of it. Including what might be happening with Podbean as an app. And the email that Jeannie sent out. Again, if you did not get that email on um, the potential of Blog Talk Radio um, being supplanted by uh, Mindshifters Radio moving over to Podbean, 
then uh, just email Jeannie Rice, J-E-A-N-I-E at whyagain.org, and request that email, and she'll put you on the list and send you the latest information about the app called Podbean. And I've done a little bit of work with that, and... um, tried to get to the point where I can make sense of it. It's quite easy, but it is a new format. It is accessed by downloading an app on your phone, and then instead of calling in a number, you'll listen through the app on your phone or your computer. And hopefully it will allow us to just continue the same basic community that we've been uh, maintaining for the past 13 years and allow people to be interactive and allow the teaching to proceed. If no one raises a hand, I think I'll mention that as I mentioned a little bit yesterday, I'm I'm working my way through the book by Paramahansa Yogananda titled Autobiography of a Yogi. And I'm reading through it again. Um, I don't know why, actually. But I was moved to read through it again. And in that process... He mentions um, his guru, Sri Yukteswar, who wrote a book about blending the knowledge of Western science and the Eastern um, knowledge of spirituality and um, Kriya Yoga. And so I have ordered that, and I'm going to look into that book, which I don't imagine is very long. Um, And I will report on that. The title of that book is The Holy Science. Self-Realization Fellowship. And um, as I think I mentioned yesterday, it just boggles my mind to think that in 1946, I believe it was, that um, the autobiography of a yogi was published. All of the science that was available back then about quantum physics and uh, all matter as condensed light and the um, the awareness of light as a wave and a particle and the existence of the electron microscope. All of that had come to light 
before 1946 when this book was published, The Autobiography of a Yogi. The description of the book by Swami Sri Yukteswar is that this extraordinary treatise parallels passages from the Bible and the Hindu scriptures to reveal the essential unity of all religions. Swami Sri Yukteswar, the revered guru of Paramahansa Yogananda, outlines the universal path that every human being must travel to enlightenment. He also explains the vast recurring cycles of civilization, affording to a profound understanding of history and the ever-changing panorama of turbulent world events. So I will um, look forward to reading that when it comes. And I'll mention that through the the book, The Autobiography of a Yogi, Paramahansa Yogananda talks about this gentleman, Sri Yukteswar, as being a very harsh teacher and somebody who was so abrupt and so harsh that he simply wouldn't be accepted in the Western world. And his guru was um, aware that Sri Yukteswar would never soften enough to be acceptable to the Western world, and so he waited until Paramahansa Yogananda came into being and awareness and arranged it for Paramahansa Yogananda to be a student of Sri Yukteswar. And um, so Sri Yukteswar's guru, whose name um, will come to me, was a much more soft and gentle individual and talked about welcoming everyone to any yogic practice or any spiritual enlightenment. And Sri Yukteswar was much more rigid and said, no, we can only have people that you know, are ready for it and don't, don't teach anybody yoga unless they're absolutely ready and they've demonstrated through lots of self-sacrifice, etc., So what it's highlighting for me is that all of these people, no matter how great they are in in their spiritual work and no matter how much they see the truth of life, they're just people and they've got these personalities and some are more harsh and some are more gentle and some are more focused on, you know, physical discipline and some are more focused on spiritual discipline and and it's just it's just the truth of life that all of us run into but it's stated so much more clearly the more I reread these books that you know any ideal I have about how 
you know, a true guru, a true enlightened person would heal their body, and that's just not the case. Some people experience tremendous physical discomfort and malady and still reach a tremendous amount of awareness and enlightenment and loving nature through it all. And they just don't, they don't use that energy to heal the physical body or have that be their most focused point of awareness. So I realize I've gone through my time, so I'll just remind us all that we come from love. We're made of the stuff we call love. We actually are love, and everything else is false. And I'll turn on the microphone for and welcome Jeannie Rice. Thank you, Dr. Tim. I enjoyed listening to you read that again. Um, You're welcome. I did attempt... Have Go ahead. Thank you. I was just going to say, I did turn on the other one and put my phone on speaker and record it over to the other one. So as soon as it's through processing, I'll see how well it comes through doing it that way. Perhaps do it simultaneously. Uh, but anyway, it's a test, and I'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for all your efforts in that area, and I'll Uh wish you have a wonderful show. Thanks. So welcome, everybody, to the second hour of MindShifters Radio, and today is Wednesday, January the 3rd, 2024. And our call-in number is 563-999-3581. And press 1, and that puts you into queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and questions because that makes this your show. And if you didn't tap in or hear what was going on, since we we actually missed seven days, 14 shows since December the 18th, and Blog Talk will not directly answer my questions. And so anyway, we are looking at an alternative, whether it will be used just on the days that Blog Talk is not working or whether we will actually switch over to it full-time. But it's called Podbeam. Bean, not Beam. And I sent out an email to our whole mailing list. So if you're not on our mailing list, you probably didn't get it. Um, so you can drop me a line at genie, J-E-A-N-I-E, at whyagain.org, and tell me to add you to our mailing list so you can stay up to date with what's going on. But I sent a step-by-step. This is how you download Podbeam to your phone. And it's actually going to work pretty good because, you, you know, people who call in uh, maybe don't have free cell minutes or the people that are in like Sweden or Australia or whatever, they'll be able to tap in because you're not using a phone and, or a cell signal. You're actually going to use, as long as you're hooked to Wi-Fi, um, and people whose phone, you know, has a cell signal and they're able to pick up Wi-Fi through their cell signal, they could still do it if they're traveling. But they don't have to use a phone number or cell minutes or whatever or pay for Skype to be able to call in. If you've got the app open on your phone, you have to sign in. And like I said, I sent an email with specific directions saying, you do this and this is what you're going to see. And then you click on here and this is what you'll see. So it's step by step. And it's really simple to get you know it on your phone. And you sign up. And if you click through that you follow us, so when you get to Mind Shifters Radio, you click that you're following. And I, when I was testing it, it does. It send, sent a note to my tablet and my phone saying a live show is on for somebody that you're following. 
And so that's going to work pretty good. And I've got a few questions still out there waiting on them to answer, but they are tremendous about getting back to me by email within just a few hours. And they actually give me an answer instead of being a generic, thank you for your patience, we're working on it, and not answering my questions. So they are, they are actually responding, which is fantastic. And so we're working on that. And they do have, which it would cost more to upgrade it to the next level, but they do have another level in Podbean where uh, people can uh, that are listening can support us. And, of course, Podbean gets a portion of it, like everybody else. But um, until I'm sure that it's going to work, I'm not going up to that level. But anyway, um, that is going to be a second way of if blog talk doesn't work one day, you've already got this loaded on your phone, you can just immediately switch over and we'll be doing it live on Podbean. And um, so if you didn't get my email, then please drop me a line, let me know, and I'll add you to the mailing list. And then we're offering, and it's in the email, that if you go all the way through signing up, and it's free, and all they ask for is, is a name, and you can make up a name. Um, you know, like I signed in as myself, then I signed in, I created one that just says in a bottle. So that's a, you know, a different name. <laughs> and your email address, and you have to verify that you're, they'll send you an email wanting you to click to verify that that's your email. And then you create your own password. But after that, um, you know, you can just click and listen. It'll open up and it gives you the option if you're signed in that you can just click you want to call in, but you're not actually calling like a phone number. It's just sending a message to the switchboard that you want to talk. And we get to turn on the microphone just like we do now. It's a little bit different layout of the switchboard, but I was playing with it the first 10 minutes of Tim's show and seeing how that would work. So anyway, read the email, sign up, and what we're offering is if you go all the way through and you click that you're following us, and then they will send you an email saying, welcome to Podbean. And if you forward that email to me, then I am going to do a reply to your email and send you a free MP3 of the Wellness to Stillness um, streaming and uh, that's normally a $10 value, and we're just sending it to you for signing up on Podbeam and following us on it. And so that's all I've got to say about that, and I'm going to say welcome, Michael, and turn it over to you. Okay, thank you, dear heart. And uh, <coughs> kudos and acknowledgement for the, oh, I don't know, probably 30 hours you put into this in the last few days to try and get us back online full-time. And so it looks like Podbeam's going to take us to another level. And uh, let me do a, first of all, <clears throat> do a commercial for the bonus. And you might want to just buy it. It's 10 bucks. It's a way to support us. It's in our catalog. It's streaming <clears throat> of a meditation that I did <clears throat> this was back when I was practicing medicine in Atlanta and was really working on supporting people being able to open and heal. And I did a, a meditation, relaxation, progressive relaxation called Wellness to Stillness. And it was actually something I did in Atlanta. And then when I moved to South Florida, somewhere in the shuffle it got lost. And, you know, I kind of forgot about it. It was gone. 
And uh, one day I got a phone call from a gentleman who has uh, built homes up in Canada, lived in a pretty high-stress world, and he was in a panic. He said, Michael, do you remember five years ago when you met me in Naples, Florida? Well, actually, no, I don't. But anyway, what's what's up? Well, you gave me a cassette. Back then it was a cassette tape of this meditation that you did, and that's now my wellness program. That's my whole health care plan, and I wore the tape out, and I need another one. <laughs> it was, like, really insistent. And uh, he said, you know, he used it every day, and it was a thing that kept him from getting sick. It was a thing, literally, like he really counted on it as his whole wellness program. High-stress executive type in the construction industry. So I went looking and found it and remastered it, and uh, turned it, we turned it into a CD, which is available. You can get the physical media by ordering it on our website, and it's twenty dollars. But uh, we also then turned it into a streaming uh, item that you can, again, you can order it for ten dollars, but you'll get it free if you sign up for Podbeam and uh, uh, follow our our um, podcast and. Uh, send Jeannie the confirmation email. So that's all you need to do to get that CD. And it will change your life. I've had healthcare practitioners back in the early days when we were on the road and when we, we mastered this into, or we had it in cassette and then put it into CD. And I'd have healthcare professionals that would buy 20, 30 copies at a time because they give them to their patients. It was like you know an adjunct to their services they offered. So it's a freebie. And one of the things that uh, several people have said to me over the years about that uh, CD is I've never heard the end of it. That when I listen to it, I just get into such a relaxed state, I go to sleep. And I had never listened to it from the time I did it originally. But one day I was on the road. I I did a a flight. I don't even remember where I went, but I was flying, and I took a briefcase, and I go to my location, and I do my workshops. And then when I got home, I was like, or when I got to the hotel, I opened the suitcase, and there's a copy of the, I think it was still a cassette tape back then. like, well, I'm going to give this a listen. Guess what? I didn't hear the end of it. <laughs> I still haven't. <laughs> but anyway, just a fun little little bit, tidbit of information. So sign up for podcasts. It'll come free. And or, you know, if you want to support us, of course, there's always the donation donate button. And uh, or if you want to buy a product, that's a way to support us. You know, we've got the uh, codependency independence intensive 90 hours of video uh, mind-boggling processing, all the questions, all the answers, all of the processing. It includes two personal code evaluations. That's another way to support and that whole program. I mean, literally 90 hours is $600, including the personal code evaluation. And then, of course, on the radio show, ongoing question and answer support for uh, working with the tools in the uh, codependence to interdependence workshop. And we cover... Why is this happening to me again? Healing through relationships, communication. Did you hear what I think I said? And codependence to interdependence. And so it's a a powerful 90 hours. I mean, if you like what you're hearing here, where we're we're giving you pieces and, and, you know, as much support as we possibly can, there's a consistent 
cohesive presentation from hour one to hour 90 that includes all of the teaching, all of the questions and answers of the people. I think we had about somewhere around 40 people. It was actually too intensive, so we had somewhere around 38 or 40 people. So all of their questions and answers, responses, processing, uh, still point breathing sessions, the whole works. So mind shifters, we covered all of it. So it's a powerful uh, piece of work, and we're seeing people that on the personal code evaluation, which theoretically, according to the world of psychology, once you do that evaluation or there's a, it's actually based on a deeper, more comprehensive uh, piece of work called the MMPI, Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory. It's kind of considered to be the gold standard of psychological testing. Well, the personal code evaluation is based on that. And uh, according to psychology, they do that test to give you a, uh, uh, a baseline, and then their baseline, that's it for life, it doesn't change. And on a scale of 100, we have 10 different scales in that evaluation. And on a scale of 100, each one of those, we regularly, if people pick up this work and do it, and again, these things aren't supposed to change, but we'll see 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 point improvements on a 100 point scale. And just watch people's lives turn around in a ways that are beyond comprehension in the in the normal world. So that's out there. Some other things I'm excited about is uh, we just stepped into doing, uh, or I just actually um, a couple days ago uh, decided to invest in an advanced AI program. You know, one of the things that I really uh, have appreciated about this show is the interactions, the questions over the last 12 years, and we're heading into 13, and the questions, the processing, the answers, the the sharing, uh, just monumental. And there are highlights of it, which, of course, you perhaps, if you were listening over those 12 years, remember when, you know, person A did this piece of work or that piece of work or what have you. And, of course, I have many highlight memories of just, you know, being in tears over the changes that people have experienced. But how do you access that? Well, guess what? We're going to be able to take all of that. We're going to be able to take AI integrated with all of our videos, all of those like almost 5,000 hours of conversations. And then we're going to be able to pull topical information out of that whole database and put it together in many courses that will be available. So that you, you know, if you're interested in healing through relationships, well, here's, you know, 13 years of processing around relationships. If you're interested in codependence, we'll be able to pull out every conversation about codependence. And we spent about I don't remember now, honey, was it, I think, 10 or 12 weeks doing codependence to interdependence. It's in the archives. But we're going to be able to pull all of that and turn it into mini courses. Like This AI is just monumental. Uh, we're going to be able to get transcripts of every one of those shows. And uh, I'm thinking probably we're going to put those on the Internet in the form of, of mini courses. And uh, it'll, it's uh, two things I'm excited about is the way we're going to be able to organize the information and make it available. And, of course, uh, the last five years when we haven't been traveling, after 40 years on the road traveling, doing our workshops free and uh, um, paying our own expenses, the way we created cash flow was if people appreciated what they got, they'd support us with their donation. Well, of course, that's changed the last five years because we haven't been on the road. And frankly, 
people who participate in the radio show are, you know, just say what monumental shifts they've got, but it doesn't turn into much support, unfortunately. So this is going to uh, empower us to create a, uh, a different level of cash flow, restoring some of that, and, and that's going to empower us to do the next level of how do we put this work together and make it available. So all in all, I just see us moving to a whole different level with technology and then taking you know, the millions and millions of spoken words that how could any one brain ever make sense of them in terms of remembering and correlating it, where this AI takes note of every word and knows how to take every idea, every thought expressed, and put it together into a clear, concise, consistent package that I think is going to create a whole new level of benefit and make a whole new level of availability with this work. So, And by the way, if you happen to have any skills in that arena, I'm, we're just getting started with it. I'm sure there's going to be a big learning curve ahead of us. So if you have any skills in that arena and you'd like to volunteer those skills, that would be awesome and uh, do an exchange for intensives, whatever, something along those lines or support. Both Jeannie and I are, and, you know, it's been close to 40 years since I've done personal sessions with people in just the last few months because, you know, we're sitting here in Bristol, Virginia, and there's not a whole lot that happens here. Uh, and I've gone back to doing one-on-one sessions with people, so if you're interested in doing that, uh, drop a note to Jeannie, J-E-A-N-I-E at yagain.org. And of course, Jeannie is doing personal sessions too, does awesome work, and uh, she's working on finishing her book off and getting it ready to go out to the world. And so lots of things gelling and moving and uh, looking forward to just how all of this comes, brings this whole level of work to the, or the whole body of work to the next level of being available and expanding on a global scale. We're going to be able to take, you know, we've got the book in nine different languages. We're going to be able to start to pull that information together in, in just different ways through this AI and uh, finding ways to take uh, the material and make it more concisely available in terms of large packages of data that are sometimes difficult to comprehend and put in a way that's comprehensible. I mean, literally, we can go into AI and say, well, take that 5,000 hours and give us a fourth grade level written piece about healing through relationships. Give us a 10th grade level of the same material and write it out of that, that material. It will be able to take, give us a postgraduate level understanding and write it in that voice. So, you know, there are just so many things we're going to be able to do with this information. It takes to the next level. I'm very, very excited about it. I've been watching some demonstrations of AI and just um, how it can be integrated. It will integrate with video. You know, we'll be able to take snippets of videos. I mean, it's just the, the possibilities are endless and amazing. And uh, so we'll be excited to share that with you. And beyond that, if you're out there in listener land and you're on one of those stations where we can't see you, our call-in number is 563-999-3581. If you call that number, you'll be listening to the show live. And then if you push 1, 
That will raise a hand in the control panel, and Ginny will know that you want to talk to us, and she'll introduce you by your area code, and we'll have a conversation. Of course, I'll ask you what your name is, but if you want to say your name is Bill and your name's really Hortense, that's okay with me. Uh, you know, if you want to keep it private, keep it to yourself. And we ask people to do this through the radio show because we're creating this database. You know, one of the, I think, the most disastrous games of the non-being mind or the ego, as it's called, uh, E-G-O, meaning edging God, God being love, edging love out of their lives. Uh, one of the most dastardly things about it is that it has most people believing that their situation is the worst that ever was and it's different than anybody else and nobody could ever understand. And that's one of the biggest lies ever. We're all in this boat together, you, me, and everybody else on the planet. There's nobody that's any different. And yes, we have different experiences, we have different painful realities, we have different power person dynamics, but everybody plays by the same rules. And some people want to be egotistical. Say, oh, well, mine is different. You would never understand. Excuse me? There's a set of principles by which you can understand the whole thing and by which you can literally, I don't care what your history is. I don't care what your trauma is. You know, Actually, uh, a memory that comes up for me at this point, I'm looking across my room right now, and uh, I have a, uh, a picture of my former partner who's now passed, Dan McDougald who was the uh, co-author with me of Laws of Living. Or maybe more properly, I was the co-author of Laws of Living with him. He was an attorney. Um, interesting, he was a Navy man in World War II, and when the Navy did IQ tests on their, uh, their sailors, Dan was number three in the U.S. Navy at the beginning of World War II when they did that assessment. He, was, he had the third highest IQ. So he was my partner, and uh, he was working in the Atlanta prison system, federal prison, with the uh, what he called EMI. It came from the Aramaic Emotional Maturity Instruction. By the way, we're going to start on the 15th to work with the Kabor's manuscript from the um, or the Enlightenment book from the Kabor's manuscript. That's going to start on the 15th, and uh, if you want a copy of that. Uh, book it sells for twenty five plus nine dollar shipping uh, a special you know to make it available for anybody who wants to participate and follow along and work with what we're going to do with it uh, if you go to our website whyagain.org uh, there's a donate button and if you donate twenty six dollars the book's twenty five donate an extra dollar that will actually take care of what PayPal takes out of it, and it goes through PayPal, but you can do it with a credit card or if you've got PayPal or you know whatever way you do it, your bank account. Anyway, uh, if you donate $26, we'll pay for the shipping, and uh, that'll get it in the mail to you so you get it before the 15th when we start working with that. But, uh, but Dan was working in the Atlanta prison system, and those, he uh, became so admired by some of the criminals. In one case, he was hated by many of them because there was a power structure, and he was destroying the power structure. Uh, literally, the work he did with AMI and later with laws of living cut recidivism in the prison by 93%. But he aroused the ire of some of the power structure, the prisoner power structure, in the Atlanta prison. And there was a... Uh, uh, a bounty put out on his head to have him killed. And there was a man 
in that prison who had been there, I don't even remember now how many years, but in the prison for a long, long time. He was a murderer. And he liked to kill people. That was like, I mean, literally, according to Dan, that was this guy's thing was killing people. And he had gone to prison for murder. He was in there for life. And, and I don't remember how many, but he killed more than one person in the prison. But he watched Dan, and he watched what was happening with the men Dan was working with. And he shifted, and he became a supporter of Dan. And actually, when this contract was put out on Dan's life, he became Dan's protector and defender, and nobody touched him. That's the kind of shift we see happening with this work. We see people, we hear from people all the time. Uh, one particular trip, we were in Hawaii, and we did a week of workshops at uh, Unity and Diamond Head. It was a great week. We just had a blast. And the minister there had never seen the kind of changes that happened from a week of workshops. And we were hanging out in Hawaii. We had two other venues we were speaking in. And he contacts us and said, I understand you're staying here for a while. Would you do come back and do another series? I don't remember, Jeannie, uh, what the time frame was that we went back. Uh, I know we were going to be there for about a month. We ended up having to stay extra time in order to do this extra week. It was it was really kind of tough because it was January. Uh, and we, we had to stay in Hawaii in February instead of come back to the States and but anyway, that was a tough part of the job there. But uh, but the second week of workshops we did at Unity and Diamond Head, we had three different people come to us and say that the month before when we'd been there, um, they had planned to commit suicide. They were actively in plan to commit suicide, and they came back to that second round of workshops. We don't usually go back to a, a center like that for a year or two or maybe five years. But we had three different men that came to us and said, we were planning, you know, each one of them, I was planning to commit suicide, and I'm so glad I didn't because as a result of that week of workshops, I understand now what was going on in my life and why I felt so hopeless and helpless. And now I just, I realized that, you know, they were just realities in my mind, and, and they didn't have to drive me, and I didn't have to be controlled with them, and I knew how to get rid of them. So that's a pretty normal result that we get, and uh, we'll ask and enlist your support of, of you know, letting other people know. Our, this last uh, couple of weeks of uh, blog talk falling apart on us has, uh, has put a hole in our listenership. And uh, so if you'd let people know, pass on the, uh, the information to the show and invite people to jump on and listen. And we're here to uh, offer every ounce of support that we possibly can in 50 years of developing this powerfully. I mean, just when I, I, I mean, I could write 10 books about the experiences of people that I've seen whose lives have turned around from rage and hatred and vengeance and pain and trauma to, you know, I think of one guy that, uh, <clears throat> father was a jailbird had been in and out of jail his this kid's whole life and the only time in in this kid's language uh languaging the only time his father came home was to beat him and beat his mother and he followed the trail alcohol jail and started to do this work and 
you know, now is out there supporting people healing, teaching, supporting people healing. Zamba gentleman came to this work from the military, and um, what he shared once he became comfortable talking with us was how the thing that got his attention was that uh, he he was an alcoholic, he got drunk, and uh, when he woke up, he found he urinated all over himself and uh, was at the end of hanging at the end of a rope that broke. He tried to commit suicide, and uh, and he now teaches this work in a church in Florida. You know, it's just it's it's monumental to see lots of people pick the work up and turn it around and you know use it in their practices or in their work. Uh, some of them acknowledge and uh, support us as a result, and some of them just uh, put it in their pocket and pretend it's theirs, and that's okay. Of course, we'd appreciate the support because it takes. I mean. I don't know how many thousands of dollars we've got in the app, but it's out there and it's free, and each time it has to be uh, adjusted, it takes another another chunk of money. And A 20,000-page website uh, is not cheap to keep on the road, and, uh, you know, on and on it goes. So if you're out there in listener land and we can support you, our call-in number again is 563-999-3581. If you call that number, you're listening to the show directly on your phone. Perhaps we'll soon be able to do that on Podbeam, which means you won't need to use cell minutes. And anybody in the world that's got access to an Internet connection will be able to call us, not just be in the chat room as currently. But we'll see how that all develops. And again, if you've got any technical knowledge that could be of support, one of the things we're thinking about is taking all of our 4,500 to 5,000 hours, I'm not sure exactly, of radio shows and uh, and putting them on YouTube so that they'll be available there as well. So that's kind of a lowdown of what's happening for the new year and uh, looking forward to, excited about where it all goes from here, about what the next level, uh, the possibilities uh, of AI taking this beyond our own individual capacities and and, and this is, the, you know, there's a conversation about the kind of AI that's out there that's a threat to humanity. We're not talking about that kind of AI that has, uh, you know, is set up to do independent things like, uh, you know, push buttons on nuclear arsenal, that sort of crazy stuff. Uh, this is the kind of AI that just is neutral and only responds and is available to follow uh, commands for technical uh, work and uh, writing and those sorts of things. And it's, it's just, if you haven't looked at it, check on the Internet. I mean, it's just amazing what these things are capable of doing and uh, and doing it in a heartbeat. So so that's what's happening, and we've got about 30 minutes left. So, Miss Jeannie, do we have anybody in the phone queue with a hand up or anything happening in the chat room? No, it is all quiet. Nobody's asking questions in the chat room, and there's no hands up. We have 29 minutes, so come on, people. So they're out there in listener land. Hand just went up. Cool. Let's go for it. 610, you're on the air. Hey. Welcome, youngin. Michael. Hi. Yes, ma'am. You mentioned AI, and most of the time I hear scary things about AI, and I'd love to know what you know about it and how you picture using it. I'm starting at kindergarten level here, so 
Right. Well, I've just started the kindergarten, too, and I looked into it enough. This is just last week I became aware of, you know, there's chat GP that people talk about. But chat GP is like um, the baby sister kind of thing. And the company we've mm-hmm. gone with is like the big sister uh, who's got a Ph.D. in 10 different languages in 10 different fields. Uh, so what what I'm envisioning, for instance, We'll be able to take, let's say, all 5,000 hours or 4,500 hours, whatever it is, I don't know exactly, of our radio shows from the last 12 years, and it will transcribe it all. And then we can query that trans- those transcripts. So let's say, for instance, I say I want to write a, a course for a grade three level classroom on healing through relationships. Within a matter of about a minute or a minute and a half, it will take every reference to healing through relationships that's been made in every conversation with you and, you know, every conversation Jeannie's had, every conversation Dr. Tim's had. It will take all of that within a matter of seconds and literally put it into a course, an article a course that is laid out and totally complete. Of course, you go through it to see if there are any places, there's any misunderstandings, refinements needed, or additions, solutions. But it'll literally take every reference and, in a matter of seconds, give you a whole course for a grade three level classroom. And, you know, when that finishes, I can then go and say, now, I want the same course, but I want it in a postgraduate voice. Mm-hmm. So we'll take it put it in and it will you know it'll take the um, all of the uh, audio portions of healing through relationships in our videos and integrate that as well and then I can Mm -hmm. say and now I want to integrate it with snippets from our video workshops Mm -hmm. and then it will take every piece of, let's say, there's a place where we talk about the, uh, the file folder effect. So it will pick out 45-second snippets of a conversation from a video on the file folder effect, integrate that with every time over the last 12 years we've talked about the file folder effect and put it into a video and in context explain what that video means. I mean, it's just it's it's monumental. I'll send you a couple of uh, of links to some of the things I've been watching about what can be done with it, and it's just like it's just mind-boggling. So it isn't just a computer that can glean every relevant reference and pile it together. It sounds as if it's got well, they call it intelligence, artificial. It will intelligence do it with comprehension. Some- God, it's so amazing. It will do it with comprehension. Mm. One of the demos that convinced me to go ahead and do this, the the guy saying, okay, so here's one of the things you can do with it. Let's say that you want to go into, you want to create a, a, a YouTube account and monetize it and make money with it. So mm-hmm. you, and one of the things you like to do is ski. Mm. You'll put in a query about, and let's say you like to ski in Europe. So you want to become an Internet content provider about skiing in Europe. So Mm -hmm. 
and he goes through and he says, so we'll put this in and this in, and we want a little bit of humor, and we want to use it in a voice, and, and we want to write it like, uh, you know, who's a famous writer. We want it, that style of writing uh, with picture and video links. And then, mm. and I'll send you this video. I mean, literally two Amazing. minutes later, you're watching a five-minute video that opens with the Swiss Alps, and and they've named the Alps Resort, you know, with a really cool, you know, contextual name. And then they'll go to the resort in France, that's the the French finale. And then it'll go to the one in in Italy that is this and that. And it'll explain the resort and tell you about the facilities and what the food's like and what the drinks like. And I mean, just I mean, literally in three minutes, it, you've got a finished video. Uh, that anybody who's into skiing, if they click on it, goes, oh, wow, I like that. Oh, look at that. And it's intelligently narrated uh, as you directed it to be narrated. And you can use, let's say, nice. your your 10 favorite writers or your own voice. You can train it to use when it, when it talks about using a voice. Like if I took, let's say, 10 things that you've written and put them in and ask ChatGP to, or, or pardon me, this this program, it's just way above ChatGP. Uh, I could say I put 10 things that you've written into it, and then I want, you know, I'm, what I'm doing is I, I've talked to Susan, and she wants me to do a course for the people she's worked with over the years. Then I get them to take my work and write it in your voice, like the style of writing that you do because it's for your audience. It's going to be my material, but it's for your audience. And you ask me to teach to them or to provide a, a, an outline to them. And in your voice, it'll take my work and write it for this topic with the people you've worked with over the years. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling what it's going to be able to do. And, you know, frankly, we've been really good at developing the content and the materials and the tools. Mm-hmm. But, Marketing is not our forte. Putting it out there, you know, we do what we do, and here it is. We were on the road; that was mm-hmm. okay. But now that we're here for five years, it's kind of put yeah. a hole in uh, in things like cash flow. So I, I really see this as one a way that we're going to be able to expand making it available, and two that it's going to create you know an, a, a significant amount of support that we can do more development of what it is that we want to develop and where we want to go with it. So, but wow. I'll send you a couple of things, and, you, and it's just you know, mind-boggling. And you can't you can't tell that it's artificial intelligence. You would never know that. It well, was. I, 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 you know, it, it. I think that if you're really educated on it, you can tell. But, but here's the thing, or here's my understanding: once it does, you know, present something. There are things that, you know, are kind of, you know, it wouldn't be the way that I'd say it. So once I've finished a presentation, once I've gotten it to put it, to, got, asked it to put it together and gotten it back, then I can go through and go, no, that doesn't sound like me. No, this doesn't work. Yeah, we can refine that a little bit and that where it's off. But the, the, one of the biggest things that I see is the ability for it to draw on this huge database of information we've developed over the last half century is just mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Oh, it's very exciting. It's very brave of you to even consider it. <laughs> I wouldn't go near it, but hearing you talk about it, maybe, you know, 
Well, you know, our commitment is to take this, and I mean, what we're literally looking to do is to make this available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. So how are we going to do that from Bristol, Virginia? Well, we, we, we've, we've had to adapt with, with stopping yeah. traveling and, and being here. So there's just going to be a different mm-hmm. uh, approach we're developing. You know, it's kind of like you take the app. You know, that's just taking genius huge learning curve, a huge amount of information to put of that together. Course. And and so I see this as just being the next step in being able to synthesize our information in a way that makes it available. Like, you know, let's say, for instance, we wanted to do a, a 50-hour course on healing through relationships. We can tell this thing to take all 12 years of our work, all of our videos, put it all together, and, and actually I could. you can also do, let's say, so we take all of our data from the years. And then we say, now go to the Internet and find everything you can find on healing through relationships. Mm-hmm. And now what I want is a mix. I want uh, 90% of our approach and our work on healing through relationships and a 10% mix of what you found on the Internet. And it might find thousands of hours on the internet and so it will just by giving it that command put in 10 percent of you know what it found on the internet or 20 or 50 percent or you know i mean the the flexibility and the possibilities are just awesome and i just see it as a way that we can effectively take what we spent decades creating and putting it into packets that are going to make it more available more appealing Mm -hmm. and put it out and then beyond that that's just the content creation and then there's a whole marketing aspect to it that it knows how to set up and write like you can say now I want to let's say on that uh, um, the uh, thing we talked about with resorts so you can then say so now what I want to do is I want you to find all the the venues in the world that we would be interested in ski resort information and I want you to write an internet introduction and then a description of the uh, the video and then all of the places in the the all of the sites in the world where we could place it and now I want you to place it there I mean this is now I mean that would be years of work for an individual to do previously you know I kind of compare it to I can remember back in the early days I'd make a flyer and you know I'd I'd put the flyer together and I'd write it and I'd scratch things out and I'd write it and I'd take it to a copyright place and or a, 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 a typesetting place and they'd typeset it and they'd give it back to me and I'd proof it and I'd take it back to them and they'd give it back and I'd take it back and I'd give it back and I'd take and finally we get what I want and that might mm-hmm. take you know two weeks and cost six hundred dollars to get that flyer mm-hmm. done. Well, now mm-hmm. we consider our computers and I can make all those edits and do it all uh, for nothing. And mm-hmm. chat GT, or the, the extension of chat GTT that we just decided to jump into is going mm-hmm. to do that for the whole massive data that we've developed over the last 50 years. You talk about and we'll be able to do it marketing. Like, Mm-hmm. So there's another aspect that that once you've got the 
like let's say we put the course material together. We've got it for the, the kids at, at grade three level. We've got it for the kids at grade eight level. We've got it for high school kids, and we've got it for co- college postgraduate work. So now it will show us with a, a query where are all the markets where we could put a course paid or free for kids at a grade three level, at a grade eight level, mm-hmm. at a grade 12 level, at a postgraduate level, and it'll go, yeah. like, within seconds go, oh, here, 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 here. Here are the places you can put it. And so it's going to just, you know, with our commitment to make this available to every mind, heart, and being, it's going to just take it globally. And then, and this will be another whole learning curve, which will come later, is then it's going to be able to take whatever we develop in English and put it into other languages and do that as well. That's so tricky. I want to back so up I see that as, you know, we've bit. got... Go ahead. <laughs> You're on a roll, Michael. <laughs> well, I, I, as um, you might be able to tell, I, I mean, I'm, the possibilities I'm seeing, you know, it's it's yeah. sort of been... At this point, with us being here, it's been a little bit stagnant because I'm not a marketing person. You know, it's not an expertise that I have, and we don't have the cash flow to go out and hire a marketing person. Pardon me? That's the question I wanted to ask, is you do mention, you know, it's getting tight there. Well, who could – nobody's going to be surprised at that. You've been giving and giving and giving and giving. You set up these huge – connections all over the world, but you say, you know, people put it in their pocket and they use it and they, they're not even thinking probably about sending in some dough for all of the benefits they've gotten. But on the other hand, could AI actually go into that area? If you asked AI, could you send us, uh, you know, a breakdown of how many people have used this and find a way to get some money out of it <laughs> to put it monetize yeah like, well that's one of the reasons yeah. why I'm thinking about going to Facebook is starting to put this on Facebook because Facebook mm-hmm. pays per click once you get a certain level of audience or pardon me not Facebook oh, wow. but uh, YouTube once you get oh, a certain yeah, level of audience then every time somebody mm-hmm. listens to it you get a certain, you know, it might just be a tenth of a cent, but when your market's seven and a half billion people, a tenth of a cent yeah. is, can, can be pretty significant. I mean, there are many people, if yeah. you look on YouTube, there are many people who've created, I mean, literally citizen news organizations and their whole livelihood and they're doing well is, is their YouTube videos. And we've got, mm-hmm. I mean, we've got so much content that we can turn into YouTube videos. It's just monumental. But well, it's, to this point, we haven't it, been able to do it. It strikes Expertise. me that we are externally more divided and treating one another more poorly with less respect and so forth through the media and so forth. And you've got this other thing that has, it's like a balloon that hasn't really been blown up fully where it would burst and let the stuff out into the atmosphere. It's, it's a desperate situation. And we need, yep. we need the stuff you're teaching at every level. When you teach kindergartners, third graders, how it's sort of like that nonviolent communication idea, that book that came out that teaches right. people how to communicate without doing damage instead of, and, and finding ways to connect. Here you're, 
you've got this body of work that really hasn't been birthed yet in a certain sense, even though some of us are on board forever. Right. And, yep, you're right. You know, ah, it's just an amazing thought. Oh, and this is, this is the AI is what's going to empower us to take it to that level. And at the same time as we're watching the hatred, the violence, the insanity that's taking over the media and the culture, mm-hmm. at the same time, I really want to put into the equation that there are millions of people who are moving in the direction of functioning as human beings that are doing awesome mm-hmm. things in the world. Mm-hmm. both locally, you know, like you are. I mean, look at what you're doing in your community with the immigrant population. Well, there's a faction of the government or, or the non-government that wants to become the government that's saying we want to do everything we can to hate immigrants. There are people that are mm-hmm. doing what you're doing with immigrants. And so there's there 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 are parallel tracks there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it was... Um, was it Mahatma Gandhi or was it uh, Martin Luther King that said the arc of... Oh, that was Martin Luther King, I think, but I'm not... Yeah, Martin Luther King. It, it, the, the arc of decency bends toward goodness, towards the, the presence of, of love. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. while there's that crazy stuff that's becoming more visible because we've got all this media and coverage, there are awesome, amazing wonderful things being done by millions of people. And, mm. you know, if we can make these tools available on another level to those who, who just don't know any different than, well, you know, I, my power person raged at me, so I rage at people. That's how you do things, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one mind at a time yeah. gets converted to, no, that's not how you do things if you're human. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I just, to me, this, gives an, a whole other level of hope, even though the darkness okay. is becoming more visible. I, I don't think there's any more darkness today than there was Maybe 100 not. years ago. No, but it's you know, surfacing. You, you look at World War Two. you look at World War One, World War Two, Korean War, you know, uh, Vietnam War. That darkness right. has been there, but but by and large it's been relatively hidden, but the same voices that are coming out in the media today with their hate and their vile, pained, traumatic minds that are passing the trauma, they're the same minds that, you know, got us into World War I and II and Korea and all of those. Uh, They're just more visible Mm. now. And fortunately, I think the, on the side of the decency and the presence of love has expanded more than the violence has. It's just that the violent mind, the bully mind, is a whole lot louder, and it tends to call to itself other minds that have unresolved bully power person dynamics. And so, uh, but and and it's it's become more visible. But I don't think it's any more present than it has been forever. That's probably true. And I've thought about that myself, but it is astounding, isn't it? To think that that's, to see it coming out, because you, you didn't know it was there, or maybe, maybe I just, I don't know. And I know, I had a, a, a friend, she was my age, she's now deceased, she was a priest. She wrote a book on evil, um, 
that I just loved and thought was wonderful. And I said, how do you know about the nature of evil as you do? And how could you write about it the way you did? And she said, because I know myself. And I thought, that's, isn't that amazing? She wasn't pointing any fingers. I've been right. observing myself. But she had gotten to the point where it's as if she had tools. She knew how to step away from the dark side of herself and and choose to be a human being, as you would put it, over and right. over again. Um, choose once again. I could go choose again, choose again, yeah. Well, she did that. I want to I wanna change gears just a little bit and tell you a, a lovely little story about our support group. I have a no, woman I've known do. only. I have a woman in my neighborhood who used to go to my church. She moved somewhere a little farther away, can't get to it. Sort of by accident, she found that she was adopting a child without really planning ever. She had a couple of her own kids. It was a cousin wow. who was on on drugs. And cousin and the boyfriend had this baby, and the cousin and the boyfriend came to live with her with their new baby. And the new baby bonded beautifully with these healthy parents. And the young cousin woman said, he's yours. I can't do it. I can't take care of him. And she said, she she said yes. And it wasn't a pleasant yes. She said I was almost play-acting being the mother of this child. And, I, you know, I'm not that good of a person. I never would have thought of doing this, but here it was. So I said yes, and as a result of that, a similar situation happened with another couple who are distant relatives, and she now has adopted two, a boy and girl, who are now nine and ten years old. They, she adopted them when they were four and five. And, again, it was a situation of drugs and these children have trauma, terrific trauma in their past. And she's dealing right. with the daughter, particularly, who's very manipulative. She'll cuddle up to you because she's manipulating you, because she wants something. But she also really wants connection. And so this woman has joined my group. I said, you need to talk and we need to work together because we're all working on these issues you know, I'm working on the same kinds of issues with Michael, who will be very apologetic and very kind, but I also feel manipulated and used, and I'm dealing with this, and that mind shifter, by the way, has become a mantra. I haven't done it on paper even, Michael. I just repeat it to myself, and I, I think of the reasons why it's not true, and then I think, but it is true. It is true. This gentle soul is teaching me, and I can make quick progress. It's been really helpful just to have it. Um, but So this woman has joined our group, and even though she has so much to talk about and needs so much support, she's also taking care of her aging father who just spent 20 hours in the ER, and she stayed with him because the hospitals are busting at the seams. And she came on even though she needed to go to sleep, but she said, I've got to be here because this is feeding me. And I'm thinking, my voice, <laughs> Tim Hayes, Jeannie, you're doing it. It's, it's just 
being spread around. And um, we had our second group with her in, and she's just fitting right in. And she says, I can't tell you how much I need to be here. This is fab for my soul. So anyway, thanks for that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, this, and you know, I mean, if each person who comes across these tools at whatever level of capability they have to comprehend and use them, if each one just teaches one, mm-hmm. it's not going to take that long for the world to be changed. Mm-hmm. It won't. Because one, you know, I mean, if, I don't know if you've ever heard the, the story about the, the guy who ended up owning a whole kingdom because he, he made a bet with the king and, and you know, what he, you know, just goes back in ancient times and, and what he wanted for his services that the king really wanted was you know, they, they had a checkerboard and, you know, just give me one grain of wheat for, for um, the first square on the checkerboard and then double it, two grains on the second oh. Oh, four yeah. grains on the third, eight grains, and he ended up owning the kingdom because by the time you get to 64, the number is astronomical. Mm-hmm. And if each person would just take responsibility for passing this tool on to one person, and we get a, a, a group of people who are actually doing that, again, at mm-hmm. whatever level they're capable of, then, you know, change can happen pretty fast. Yeah. One thing this young woman is saying is, I have to make sure I am well-rested. Basically, what she's saying is, I don't want to go to sympathetic dominance mode. I think that's how you'd say right. it. Yep. It takes me a long time. Yep. I need to stay in, I need to stay well, or I can't do this. And yep. she, so, anyway, that's neither here nor there, but it's it's a full well, time job fact, with the self. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just the the fact that people can can now comprehend that we can hand them something that says, here you've got this thing called the autonomic nervous system. Once something's set in it, everything's automatic. And there's a yeah. sympathetic size, sympathetic dominance, and there's parasympathetic. Just to be able mm-hmm. to understand that in order to retain higher brain function, I can't do hostility, I can't do fear, and I can't do high levels mm-hmm. of stress. I have to do something yeah. with that. To me, yeah. like, you know, I, I can't fathom anybody when I was a kid that had any comprehension of that conversation. They were just Absolutely. pushed and ran and ran and ran and worked like hell and, you know, worked at the factory or worked at the shop or whatever, and they did 12 and 14-hour days, and they did six-day weeks, and they had no idea there was a thing called sympathetic dominance, and that when they were in sympathetic mm-hmm. dominance, they were basically stupid animals. They were controllable. They were slaves, basically. The, you know, the plantation owner didn't have to pay for their house anymore because they gave them what they called a wage, and you look at, you know, we've got I think 20 states now that that has a minimum wage of of seven dollars and 25 cents an hour or less. We've still oh, got no, seven, 20 states that the minimum wage in a world where you know a simple two bedroom house these days is at least two thousand dollars, and their people are making seven dollars and 25 cents an hour yeah. throughout that whole state, or or there are a couple of states. Their minimum wage is five dollars and twenty-five cents an hour today. Yeah, 
And that's set, I mean, that's basically slavery without the label. And there are 20 states in America that that's still what's going on. So the yeah. fact that people can in mass start to understand, oh, I need to get out of this. This is what sympathetic, I, I understand. And I mean, literally now, today, people can understand that conversation in an hour or less and yeah. go, I need to do something about my life. And, you mm. know, and here are the tools. Here's how to do it. It's it's monumental, and yeah. the, the, we're we're at a, such a pivot point of change in the mm. upward direction, and and to to always remember that when the higher frequencies available, that's the one that's going to run the system over and above the lower. The higher is always going to penetrate and dissolve the lower, and it's always going to be the wow. higher frequency. If we can get enough people who will work from the higher frequencies within themselves, that's going to make a massive shift within their own physiology, within their own family systems, with their own community. And if we get, as Yeshua said 2,000 years ago, the little bit of leavening that leavens a whole loaf, a critical mm -hmm. mass of people, that yeah. bring that shift mm -hmm. in the games. You know, I, I, I really feel hopeful that even with all the crazy going on out there, we're really on the cusp of something mega major in mm, terms of yeah. humanity becoming more human. Oh, that's great. May it be so. And Ooh, may it I be so. I know we're at the end is. of the hour. It is. Well, thank you for joining us, and we appreciate you deeply. Uh, sweet to hear that story about, uh, about the um, group that you're doing on Wednesdays for the, the uh, yeah. support group. And we invite other people to step up to the plate, start your own MindShifter support group. We're here to support you in doing that. And, uh, and in the meantime, have the best year yet of your eternal life. It is an awesome gift to give the world, and the world is deeply in need of it. Appreciate you, Susan. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.